Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. If you have been following the story of our country's newest Medal of Honor recipient, you've likely seen or heard from or heard about Dave Hill. We've told you about Dave in the past. He is the last surviving member of the team of Army Rangers that Larry Taylor saved during the combat action that would eventually earn him the Medal of Honor. Dave Hill is also the person who started the effort to get Captain Taylor's Silver Star upgraded. And during that six and a half year process, he worked tirelessly behind the scenes to help put the nomination packets together to talk to lawmakers and the Pentagon and do interviews with news outlets just like this one to keep the story about Larry Taylor alive. What Larry did the entire time is not just pick us up. Uh, He kicked the crap out of those guys and kept us alive to that point. This is Tomorrow Town, Tennessee. This is the podcast that tells the stories of the people who call the Tennessee Valley home. We explore the problems we are all facing and we talk to those working on solutions. I'm Josh Rowe. I will be your host for this journey. I've had the great pleasure of talking to Army Sergeant Dave Hill on several occasions, and it is always an honor. On September 11th, 2023, the Monday after Larry Taylor was awarded the Medal of Honor, there was a parade in Captain Taylor's hometown of Chattanooga, Tennessee, and Dave Hill was right there for the whole thing. Hill gave a speech after the parade, and I got a chance to ask him a few questions after that speech. We start with our conversation about Captain Larry Taylor and the work Dave Hill and others put in to get Taylor's Silver Star upgraded to the Medal of Honor. What Larry did the entire time is not just pick us up. Uh, He kicked the crap out of those guys and kept us alive to that point. Uh, And if you don't at least try to complete your mission, then then all anything lost is in vain. So that's what to me it's for a commander. Uh, and he was the on-scene commander that night. You, you really got to handle both the mission and, and getting your people out of there. So it got to the point where I said, well, we're running out of ammunition. We're running out of rockets. I got no offensive power. Uh, so uh, we got to do something else. We're, obviously, we're not going to prevail in the f- this field of battle. So let's live to fight again at a different time. And so that, that's, that's the route he took. So I can't win here. But we can get him out of here. I don't know how yet, but I'll figure it out. I've probably got 10 or 15 seconds to create a way to do that. He really did it literally on the fly. Yeah. I know this past week has been about Captain Taylor, but you have had a chance to speak at the Hall of Heroes, to, to speak to Chattanooga today, to, to see your friend. You started this back years ago, and you saw this through your... What has all this been like for you personally to not only see it, but also be such a big part of it? 
Well, it's been tremendous. And Mike Holden and I, uh, back there working with the Army team, they, they normally have 60 days to put a Medal of Honor thing together. They had less than 30. And they're very small, and they're very elite, and they're very uh, experienced. They do a great job, but they needed reinforcements. And that's where Mike and I provided. Uh, we're both aficionados of military history, particularly Larry Taylor history. So they use us as basically as technical writers and, and consultants for that. So it's been crazy. It was worse than the whole seven years, really, in about a two-month period. But it's for Larry Taylor. Yeah. So you met deadlines. Mike and I were businessmen, but we haven't had to meet deadlines and budgets in a long time. So it's a, it's a labor of love. You know, it's, just, it's a little bit of payback. And, and by you guys and other people uh, putting the word out here in the future, it's pay forward. And Larry asked nothing. There's no self-aggrandizement uh, in his soul. But uh, we can all tell the story, and you and I have been telling it for a few years. Finally, we got fruition to pay off. Doesn't always happen, but it did for Larry Taylor. You told me several years ago that this Taylor not being awarded the way you thought he should have was just one thing, the one thing in your career that you always wanted uh, to, to have back, to be done differently, to another shot at that. Now that you're you know, here today and the, and the ceremony has, has passed, how does that feel for you? Oh, it feels terrific uh, because in, in the Army, uh, you know, the war goes on. Uh, uh, they never talked to us uh, and maybe they never felt the need to. I certainly would have. But uh, the key players to push it forward is commanding officer. He was killed in the midair just two weeks later. A few months later, General Keith Ware was shot down and killed. Now, so you got to have those people pushing the award higher and higher. I don't know what transpired in the background, but uh, the reason, one, like General Bell said, one reason they couldn't talk to us, we were 40 miles away. The very next morning after this thing, uh, after we reloaded magazines, uh, we were on the chopper back to the same battle area to sweep it with the, with the D-troops, what they call the Aero Rifle Platoon. 30, 30 guys, and they needed scouts. Well, we were scouts, and uh, this time we were going back with real firepower. Uh, so we did that. Well, meanwhile, Larry's already on another mission. We went down the next day to try to find him and thank he and J.O. Ratliff, his uh, co-pilot. Uh, he was already gone. You know, we couldn't see him. Two days later, we're on our next mission. Uh, I left uh, a month later, but I, I, I ran three three or four more missions in you know, that time. Uh, and really, I felt pretty comfortable. If I made it through that mission, I was likely to get to go home. You told me back then that that was the day that you realized you weren't invincible. That's the day I admitted I wasn't. <laughs> we, uh, you're right. Uh, and you, uh, being a Marine, you know, you're not. And you're, you're part of a team. I always thought the stupidest recruiting campaign I ever heard was in the Army. said, an army of one. No such thing. Not since the Romans, the Corinthians, and the Greeks. It's a team, always. It might only be two, but it's not one guy. Except for Rambo. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie. And we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now, we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie. And we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital.
Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. My last question is, when you drove by us today, you, you said, he let me right on the inside this time. Yeah. <laughs> were, were you sitting on that one? Did you have that one stored up? That, that, that joke. That, that clip? Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, the, one of the guys actually triggered me on it. I started getting, he said, no, sit on the door like you did. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When, when you're, I mean, honestly, you've been right there through this whole process the last, you know, couple of weeks. You know, you're, you're riding through Larry Taylor's hometown. In his parade, his welcome home parade. What was that like to kind of be there with 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 he and Tony and kind of uh, enjoying that moment? Well, oh, unbelievable! And like for 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 Larry and myself and, and Chattanooga, that was the parade we never got back then. Uh, I don't harbor any hurt about that. It's just a very controversial political war, and that's probably why we had to get out of there because uh, you, you took the war away from the from the generals, from the admirals, and it, once it becomes political. Uh, yeah, you, your objectives change and your means of getting there change and how much resource you're willing to expend to do that changes. And uh, so it's life. We survived it and it's up to us to carry on and to carry on the word of uh, Larry Taylor. You know, yeah. don't worry about it. Don't cry over it. You got a new chance, a new, uh, new rebirth uh, through Larry Taylor. You're a good one, Dave Hill. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, Appreciate you, man. Yeah, good seeing you again, as always. I always appreciate getting a few minutes with Dave Hill. And in case you weren't in Chattanooga on the afternoon of September 11th, 2023, this is what Sergeant Hill had to say to the people who came out to the parade to honor Larry Taylor. Please welcome Sergeant David Hill. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for turning out today. Uh, I like my home in Nevada. I love it, but I also love Chattanooga. Uh, I was drafted by Charlie Hobbs and the boys into 203, and uh, it's an honor. Uh, generally, uh, every senior commander issues what they call the sense of the commander. So if subordinate leaders are cut off, they have no communications, or they're sporadic, or the tempo of the battle is just too fast, for command and control from the rear. It's got to be done from the man who's at the sharpest point of the spear. That is your company level uh, commanders on on up. Inspiration for that and education for that starts someplace like West Point. In Gary's case, it started University of Tennessee, ROTC program. But I'm reminded of General Douglas MacArthur's, uh, one of the few generals of the Army, and he made his farewell speech to the cadets at West Point for the last time. His words were simple. They were straightforward. They were American. He said, one thing you remember, when you do your duties, and when you leave this earth, duty, honor, country. Larry Taylor lived by that message. If I might show a little pride, the fact that uh, I too am a member, like Larry, of uh, an alum, I'll call it, of the Big Red One. We used to say, if you got to be one, be a Big Red One. Uh, 
Master Sergeant Petrie reminded me that of our conversation in Washington, D.C., and he, like a lot of others, asked us, well, just exactly how did you hold on to Larry's ship? You know, what did you do? How would you grab it? And I said, well, fir- firstly, very tightly. <laughs> there is uh, no doubt somewhere in the inventory of a still flying, a AH-1G Cobra helicopter with four distinct sets of fingerprints in the aluminum. So those are ours, and uh, we'll take no credit for them unless they match them to our current fingerprints. For the Big Red One, uh, starting World War I in the trenches, ending most recently in the Korangal Valley uh, or the Hindu Kush of Afghanistan, the Big Red One was always the first. As Stephen Ambrose says, of course, they're the first. They're always there with the most when it's most needed. When we arrived in Vietnam, our base camp at Zeon, which is uh, 2nd Brigade headquarters, of which uh, Mike Holden was a member at the same time as Larry and I. He was in the infantry. He had the tough job. We, uh, we'd get in every, every few days, uh, not him. So a tribute to Lion Infantry. Those are the backbone of any, of any infantry division. We walked under a, a archway made out of white paint, it was, we didn't know it at the time, but, uh, we would have to live by that ethos. And these are the guidelines I think for every first division soldier is a guiding, a guiding light, what you look to, particularly when the things are tough and things are going south on you and your plan is falling apart as they often do with the very first bullet that is fired. And it read, no mission too difficult, no sacrifice too great. Duty first. Quite clear, quite simple. Larry Taylor had his own motto, leave no man behind. And he never did. For him, it meant don't leave him on the ground. And he got us out of there in in the most unusual way. I'm sure you know that story. And I don't have time to tell it to you, but I sure would uh, be glad to steer, steer you on that. For Larry Taylor, when he found that he had no relieving fire team, two more Cobras, to take his place so he could go refuel and come back into the fight, and he had no Huey to pick us up. Uh, there was no confusion, no lack of clarity. He knew what he was to do as a senior on-scene on commander. There was never any question, never any hesitation, and never any regrets afterwards regardless of any consequences. Simply, he would not leave our four Rangers, my three teammates and myself, on the ground, out of ammunition, uh, with the enemy kept at bay only when he himself had ammunition, rockets, and miniguns. Uh, He just wouldn't do that. We started out as part of D Troop. We were one of them. They never figured we left, even though we moved to a different base camp. So the Cobra's extremely low on fuel. They're out of ammunition, or almost so. And we're still encircled. Well, there's guidance for that as well, when things aren't working as you planned. And in the words of, uh, at that time, Lieutenant Colonel Hal Moore, 1st Air Cavalry Division, 1st and 7th Cavalry, the namesake for Custer's Cavalry, he said, I'm not going to be Custer. I'm not, my men are not going to be Custer's men. And he said, for the commander... 
There is always one more thing you can do to alter the situation you're facing and turn in your direction. And after that, one more thing. You never stop thinking. He knew we were going to keep trying, and he'd do no less than to get us out of there somehow. Simple words, but meaningful words. No mission too difficult. No sacrifice too great. Duty first. That's all the general guidance one needs. President Abraham Lincoln quite modestly said after his speech at the Gettysburg uh, National Cemetery after the great battle, uh, both sides lost many, many soldiers. He started off and said, the world will little note nor long remember our words spoken here today. He was, of course, wrong about that. We all learned about that in school and still should. But for Larry Taylor and what he did and the action he undertook and, and successfully carried off in 18 June 1968, we ought to put the reciprocal on that. In the case of Larry Taylor, collectively, as a troop commander, as a teacher, uh, as a political uh, officer, uh, uh, generally in your life and your neighbors and talking to your, particularly t- raising your kids, raising your grandchildren. Uh, my four-month-old grandson, Teddy, is here today with uh, his dad, Ian, who is a Navy veteran. But for Larry Taylor, let's do it this way. The world will thoroughly note his courageous and dedicated actions and will long remember what he did on the night of 18 June 1968. And that's up to me and you. Thank you. This is Tomorrow Town, Tennessee. This podcast is a production of News Channel 9, Fox Chattanooga, and Sinclair Broadcast Group Chattanooga. Thank you for listening. We hope you join us again real soon.